Russell 2000 is down 2% today, faring worse than the rest of its equity peers as we get a little bit of a bounce. But we've heard the case many times here that small caps could be better poised to navigate the incoming environment. Let's talk about it with Brad Evans, portfolio manager at the Value Plus Fund. Uh, Brad, so when you look down the market cap spectrum, is there a unique potential for performance or is this a market that's going to treat every company the same? Hey, Oliver, it's great to be with you. Um, you know, Heartland Advisors, you know, we're based in Milwaukee. We are a value equity boutique. We're bottoms up stock pickers. And what I would tell you is that, uh, you know, we live in an environment where, as we all know, equity markets dominated by passive investing, options activity, and then factor-based investing. And you have the ESG dynamic as well. And uh, what I would tell you is that as, as we move forward here, being a passive investor in, in, in the small cap space is um, going to end in tears for shareholders, I think. So I don't want to have my cake and eat it too, but, um, you know, we've, we've, we, as bottoms-up stock pickers, value-oriented, value-disciplined, this is this is actually a great environment for us. Um, why I say that is because our benchmark is populated with, uh, I like to call it the land of misfit toys. And I say that because the, the indices are populated with, uh, if there's 1,300, over 1,300 companies in the Russell 2000 value indice, and th there's, a, there's a large proportion of those companies that have, have too much leverage, they're, they're, they could be zombie companies where they, um, they've never grown to become mid-cap stocks. And they're kind of in purgatory in the small cap indices. They can't grow out of the space and they, mm. they really have no secular growth opportunities. And then we have a lot of companies in the space which are unprofitable, which rely upon the capital markets for funding. And all they're good at is growing negative retained earnings, which means they lose money. So what I'm telling you is that um, in, if you're, if you're going to get exposure to small cap stocks, you must do it in a focused portfolio fashion with an active manager who can sift through. Um, there's a lot of garbage in the small cap space and you need to, you need to sift through that garbage to find, you know, the, the hidden pieces of gold that you can find the Heartland value plus strategy, which I lead manage, you know, we have, a, we have a mandate to be between 40 and 70 stocks. We're at the lower end of that today. Uh, I, I would tell you that this is, this is an incredible environment for us uh, as an active manager. I think for, at the index level, as I said before, it's going to be very, very difficult. Now, are these companies that are going to get bought out, get acquired, or is this going to be an environment where you're looking for acquisition targets? Uh, because right now there's a lot of that going on, and it seems like even in this environment, these small caps are, are still subject to a lot of these same inflationary pressures. If, if they're early and they're out in the, in the going of this and the going gets tough in the economy, will it be a better course of action to try and find a buyer? What I would tell you at this point is, um, you know, which we saw with the Citrix transaction with uh, Credit Suisse having that that loan, that levered loan hung up on their balance sheet, um, M&A markets are going to be dead for a while. So that that's not an exit strategy at this point. Um, you know, we're in survival mode for small companies at this point. So our, our process leads us into undervalued small companies run by, you know, management teams with a track record of success. You know, we look for companies that uh, pay dividends and grow their dividends over time. And when we say undervalued, we say undervalued based upon normalized earnings, uh, free cash flow, as well as uh, enterprise value, TBTA. And the last thing I would tell you is that we're very focused on financial soundness, always have, always always will be. Uh, we, 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 have, we, we invest in small companies with um, you know, very modest amounts of leverage. And when I say survival mode, that's at the index level, because as I said before, we've got a lot of companies that don't make money. We have a lot of companies that are highly levered. 
if, if the Fed continues on this path of raising its rates, which it seems they're going to uh, until they break something, at which point they'll probably pivot. But as they continue draining liquidity out of out of uh, out of the market by tightening rates, uh, the capital markets are completely shut down for small companies at this point, equity and debt. Um, so so what we're going to see here is we're going to see utter carnage. Um, and that's I mean, it, it needs to be done. There are so many companies in the small cap space that just don't. They, they don't earn their cost of capital <laughs> and they never have and and they they, they don't Bingo. they don't deserve to be public so we, we need to see this weeding out process and and we're positioned for it so it's it's actually exciting times for us so hopefully you heard uh the start of the show in my opening statement it sounds like you would agree that what we're going through is a necessary pain if people are whining about this market that's what i'll get i hear a lot of active managers complaining <laughs> about what the fed's doing if your job is to pick stocks shouldn't you be loving this exactly right and you know you know, we're in the seventh inning of this. You know, my fear is we could be in, a, in for a double header. But the seventh inning, what we're going to start to see here is we're going to start to see leverage as a factor become severely penalized. We haven't gotten there yet. So I, I'm a little frustrated. Our performance versus our peer group hasn't been better year to date. But, you know, we, we invest through cycle. So we're, we're not a bear market fund. Our, our job is, but we, we take a lot of pride in protecting to the downside in turbulent markets. We did it in 0708. We did it very well uh, during the COVID crisis. You know, we we try to hang on uh, to the upside as the market gets into these manic, you know, manic bull markets, and we try to hang on as best we can. But we try to we try to deliver full cycle returns to our shareholders. And what I would tell you is that, and I keep on saying this. I mean, this is a very frustrating environment for investors, but for those who know what they own have discipline again under around the dynamic i talked about undervalued small companies growing dividends that are sustainable strong balance sheets and most importantly what i didn't say is our portfolio today is constructed of companies that we think have durable moats defensible moats where they have businesses that um, can grow longer term and we think we have a portfolio of secular winners meaning that you know we can't predict when the cycle is going to turn but we think these companies will win over the over a multi-year horizon because okay. of where they are positioned within their industries and the businesses that they're in hey uh, i want to get a quick like elevator pitch on one of them uh douglas dynamics but first for the context uh, your value fund down 14 percent on the year which is uh well ahead of your benchmark obviously people watch the s p as the big cap 21 percent, but the russell is down 24%. So you're a chunky ways ahead of that to your point about outperforming to the downside. You're waiting for the long term for these things to turn around. What about this company, Douglas Dynamics? Because it's been getting killed. Yeah, no, right. So Douglas uh, Dynamics here in Milwaukee, uh, two thirds of their business is in ice removal equipment. So think about snowplows. They mm. compete with Boss, which is owned by Toro. And then the other third of their business is a, is a, is a business called uh, truck uplifting, uh, upfitting, which is basically taking uh, class three through six, sometimes seven trucks, and basically putting uh, some some attachment to them and selling them to an uh, industrial customer. The, 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 the ice, the snow and ice removal business is an excellent, excellent business. It's a, it's a it's a low single digit grower, very high margins, you know, north of twenty percent EBITDA margins. It's 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 a great business. Generates incredible amounts of free cash flow, and is you know is is fairly you know, it, it does have some cyclicality, but should come through a very difficult environment economically reasonably well. A large part of their business is replacement of the blades. And mm. the, the, the other third of their business is are two businesses that were acquired. And and frankly, you know, we, we, management's done a good job over time here. But these two acquisitions have been um, have been question marks. They have not performed well, largely due to factors outside of management's control. That is supply chain dynamics and inflation. 
both businesses have good backlogs, uh, the, 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 and we, we expect that as we get into the back half of this year and into next year, um, you know, the, the ice and the, the snow and ice removal business will continue to do well, and their truck upfitting business will, will start to improve. So we have a business today oh. that we think is trading at, um, you know, roughly six times, six and a half times next year's uh, enterprise value to EBITDA, and, and the company yields, you know, north of 3%, and that dividend is growing over time. Um, they do have a little bit of debt. We're not afraid of debt, but we want we want we want to we want to when we get involved with the companies with leverage, we want it to be a positive experience. And when I say what I mean by that is over the next 18 months, this company this company historically has generated a lot of free cash flow every year. And and because of the the dynamics around the supply chain issues that most companies have faced, they they have higher than normal working capital on their balance sheet. And we expect that in the next 18 months to really flip into a more free cash generative position, and the balance sheet will become we think under levered at that point. So and that that will position them to be able to return uh, more more capital to shareholders in the form of again growing the dividend and then buying okay. back stock. We, we we have in the portfolio today. We have uh, over eighty percent of the companies, upwards of ninety percent of the companies, have share repurchase plans in place. And I think that's going to be very mm -hmm. important as we get into these in, these turbulent environments for companies to be able to buy back their stock when it's cheap. And and, right. and Douglas Dynamics does indeed have a buyback in place. All right, uh, Brad. Very interesting. Uh, a, a deep dive for a snowplow business. Uh, love the research. I got to say, though, right down the street here in Chicago, sounds like the worse my winter is, the better this company is going to do. So I don't know if I can get on board with that one, but I appreciate the stock analysis. Uh, thanks, right. uh, Brad. Looking forward to uh, keeping in touch going forward. Pleasure to be with you. Thank you. Thank you. Brad Evans, Portfolio Manager at the Value Plus Fund at Heartland Advisors.